And welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Just take some time to chill, sit back as we talk about something very, very near and dear to our hearts. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was coming up with a joke, and I was like, "Ah, it's a bit tasteless." <laughs> I, I still don't. I don't know what it is, though. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't really talked about it, so. Uh, actually, the, I actually wanted to bring up a topic for us to talk about today. So, uh, one of the topics I thought that I think it would be interesting for us to talk about, obviously, is what are we're, what are some things that we grew up with that was considered normal that we will never have again? I think there's a lot of practical things that we grew up with that uh, were from not a- so tech-oriented. you know, oriented. Yeah. Uh, that like you know, I remember playing outside most of my childhood, going to the library, Agreed. reading a bunch of books, cartoons, yep. drawing, mm-hmm. doing crafts, playing with my GI Joes, that kind of stuff. And I feel like uh, I mean I don't I don't know the demographics, I don't know the statistics, but uh, I, I think most kids nowadays that's a fraction of their time that they they play with that kind of stuff. More of it's just. They play video games like Fortnite or they play on their phones, phones. Mm -hmm. movies, TV shows. So what is something that we grew up with that you think no kids today will ever do? Geez, that is an excellent question. Um, Riding bikes? Kids still ride bikes. Yeah, I mean, they still ride bikes. I mean, my daughters have bikes. Um, They've got scooters. They've got everything. They've got all the the gadgets and and gizmos. Um, I think it's become more electrified as well. Technology has gotten better. Mm. Um, I, I've seen more uh, more large kids with electric scooters or electric bikes, which I've found actually a little bit humorous. But uh, um, <laughs> definitely not from our time. Yeah, definitely definitely <laughs> not from our time. Yeah, if you couldn't scooter up that hill, you know, you didn't go up the hill. I guess I, I don't know. You know, both both ways through the snow. How, however, it was. I was checking in on my sister's cats, um, and it's kind of it kind of hurt inside a little bit. But as I was driving back home there were these two kids on the sidewalk and then they as i was passing them they were doing a little uh fortnight dance trying to get the attention of of people driving because mm-hmm. that to them that was hilarious just dancing in front of these cars with a fortnight dance in, in front of the cars no not like facing the cars not okay. in the road okay, okay. they're on the side i was like i mean that's the pinnacle of you know Stupidity. Uh, oh, I was going to say our, our our modern business system. You would say. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, think about it. You know, uh, you get the you get the clout. You get the you get the social the social likes. I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't think that anyone back in our day we would do silly things for the sake of silly things, not mm. silly things to get millions of likes and followers on the internet. That's a great point because I remember doing things as a kid where it was just the accolade, uh-huh. you know, just achieving that we did this. Like uh-huh. cli- we had to, we were climbing a tree when we were little, but it, it didn't have branches low enough for us to climb, mm-hmm. but we still wanted to climb it. We wanted to have a place where we could climb that no one else could get to. So my brother and I took our karate belts, tied them together into this big loop, threw it up onto the tallest branch and then put our foot in and just kind of pull ourselves up like mm-hmm. a little lever system. That's awesome. And that was the only way you can get into that tree, or at least at the time for us, mm-hmm. you know, at our age. And we just felt so accomplished. Like the girls couldn't even get in because we could recoil the rope, you know. Nice. I mean, it was it was just one of those things. Just having a secret clubhouse, you know, boys only. Mm-hmm. I think that was something 
that we did as kids yep. that kids probably today in, in a certain way do. It mm-hmm. might, might be maybe it's psychological. Oh, oh my goodness! Here's Having an excellent point. Exclusive. Um, weapons. Ha- kids having like little weapons. No, 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 bear with me. You know, childhood weapons, right? I carried a slingshot around with me everywhere. I don't know if you did. I know a lot of kids did. You know, even around the suburbs, just mm-hmm. for fun. Um, and and it wasn't frowned upon. No one thought it was thought anything of it. Um, the only time I ever got in trouble with it was when I fired a marble down the street after a car. Oh, you know, okay. just just for fun. That'll do it. Um, yeah. The the mom came out and. Um, and uh, sorry, that music no, just caught okay. me yeah, off guard. That, that did too. I thought something. I was like, "Wait, what? What's going on? Where are we? What, what happened?" I re- I remember getting in trouble. Where <laughs> this is so stupid. I don't even remember what was my mindset, but I was just taking rocks and I was throwing them at our neighbor's garage door. Mm-hmm. Not even anything related to our house. Yeah. We just I just picked up some rocks and started throwing them at our neighbor's garage door mm-hmm. until one of them hit the window and broke it. Oh my! And of course, that was my heart sunk into my stomach. Like I'm gonna get in so much trouble. Not with my, not just with my dad, but with my neighbor too. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, I got my just desserts. Uh, I got a spanking. Mm-hmm. I got a big talking to with my dad. We went over to the neighbor's house, and I had to apologize, you know, to him for what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think I had to. Uh, like help pay for the window or uh-huh. something. Mose lawn or something like yep. that. Some form of yep. uh, manual labor in order to pay for, yeah. Oh my gosh, in this day and age, you'd have to take it alone as a kid at this point. You know, that that window on a modern garage door system in 2022 would probably be like four or $500 to replace a single pane. That's a yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You, you can't really make back those in the mistakes. Day, yeah, <laughs> back, yeah, back in the day, what, $20 and, oh no, you know, slap of the bum. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the wrist, no, the bum. The bum. Well, you said spanking, so I had to, you know, change the analogy, uh, uh, anagram. Okay, here's a question. Why are people against spanking? Um, I think physical pain to another human being is frowned upon in all regards in modern society. I think we So there's no u- utility for for that in a well, we discipline or a training. That. That, that that's the mentality. That's the mentality of you know, humanity, you know, 2022. We've moved past physical physical ab- abuse, so to speak. Um I think it's an incredibly good learning mechanism for children. Sure. I mean, just know. look at the military. Yeah. I mean, well, physical. I mean, that's pr- their structure they've had for years of putting people through physical, not intentionally hurting them, but yeah. putting them through a lot of pain. Pain, duress, to, to kind yeah, of, stress, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. shock their systems, break their habits. Yeah. And I think for kids, they definitely need that because otherwise they don't care. They just don't care if they're their threats from their parents on taking things away or uh, putting them in timeout, giving them a talking to, all this stuff that seems very passive and it doesn't do anything. Uh, I bet in 2022 you can point out the children that have had a spanking and you can point out the children that have not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just, it's interesting how like some parents get so enraged hearing about other parents disciplining their kids with spankings. Those are the parents that need to spank their children. Obviously, they're the ones who do not spank their kids, mm-hmm. but I want to at least give them some benefit of the doubt of, do, are they coming from a place where, okay, that makes sense. I understand that. There may be something to that. You mm-hmm. know, I want to be a little bit open-minded to the possibility of maybe they're coming from a place where 
yeah, the kids learn more from, you know, positive reinforcement rather than, you know, you know how much discipline. positive reinforcement, though? How, how much? When does that stop? If it's all positive reinforcement, then then it becomes laziness to right. a certain extent. I mean, if there's no negative interaction, there's no. I mean, at that point, when do you stop punishing your child, right? Well, if you can't give them that spanking, if you can't take away their video game system, if you can't stop them from telling you, no, mom, I'm not going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Where does it end? Right. And and that's that's the progression, though, of, of modern child rearing, though. I mean, you don't spank them. You don't tell them no. You don't tell them, you know, you don't take away their things. And, oh, that's just how Johnny talks to me. Yeah, can you can you guys believe how he talks to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. That's just how he is. Uh, but I think it goes even further. It makes it even worse uh, when parents are setting up their kids with these whole pl- platitudes of, uh, "Oh, you can do anything you set your mind to." Mm-hmm. You know, "Oh, you can do anything." I I believe in you. Oh, you got a runner-up trophy. You did. You did the best job on the team. I thought you were the best player. Setting up their kids with unreal expectations mm-hmm. of the world, making them feel so special uh-huh. at the same time, disabling them to be prepared to grow a thick skin of of critique, of feedback, knowing that hey, there's going to be a lot of things you're not good at, and to get better at them, you have to accept. Your limitations. Well, even the business world is coddled to the new generation. They are so afraid of offending the young employees, right? That businesses are built around this culture of we cannot offend anyone at all. Oh, yeah, because you want every demographic. <clears throat> yeah, Isn't well, that funny I mean, that that comes from a place of greed as well? Yeah, it, from a certain, yeah. Because okay. no one has the best intentions of we really care about the sensitive people out there who may be offended by this. Uh-huh. No, well, they, they just care set. about losing that demographic. Yeah, they have a skill set that can do the one thing I need from them in order for me to profit, that kind of thing. I would say there's an aspect of crony capitalism in it, yes. Um, I would also say, though, that that kowtowing to, to the younger generation, I, I think at some point is bad for everyone I, I, I there's no better way to put it I mean I, mean, I, I think we've created a weak society do you, do you I'm just moving I'm just barreling through these I topics. know right I, it feels like we, we were like small small increment and then we just like we opened it up and now we're yeah. well this is where I, this is what I like no. natural flow of conversations yeah, because I like it too the, uh, we, the, we keep bringing it to the the large ultimatum at the end and going wow look at the iceberg you know <laughs> yeah right right we go through we just go through the cycles of, of the snowball effect uh-huh. um, do you think that th- we live in a time where honest businesses can exist and when I say honest I'm talking about those who do not compromise their values they establish themselves against trends Um, they just stick with their product like the people who sell products that are for a specific demographic and people who obviously are against that product they're not catering to them they're Mm -hmm. just like no we're sticking with what we're selling this is for people who, like, like the people who sell the, uh, like the beard clippers and stuff. Okay. They they really have a very specific marketing tactic yeah. for demographics, uh-huh. 
And obviously, that Look, does, you're a lumberjack too, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the soap you use is garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Your man hairs don't smell as good as our man hairs because of X, Y, or Z product here. It's amazing that they actually use these marketing tactics that it's really only for the thick skinned. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't have any place in the demographic of people who are would be vocal about mm-hmm. their opposition against it. So do you think there is a... Will There's those, always a market. Yeah. Will those businesses ever go extinct? That Those honest companies? Um, no. I don't think so. I think that their demographic, dependent upon cultural shifts, will either grow or shrink. Would you say they're decreasing? Um, to a certain extent. There's always going to be a counterculture, though. Right? You've that's got the true. 60s. You've yeah, got the true. early 2000s. You've got 2014. You've got, you've got even now, you know? Uh, I mean, you've got you've got teenagers right now throwing Pepe memes at each other like it, like it's you know it, it's candy kind of thing. You know, I mean, the counterculture exists in in such a broad system across all all generations. Uh, yeah, uh, there's no way to take away certain demographics from certain people that want to provide a service for them. So I, I mean, you can even tell. Uh, have you heard about the Daily Wire? They they have uh, a not Harry's razor or not Jerry, uh, whatever. I did hear something yeah, yeah. about and that. And then uh, I mean, like they that got shows. dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got dropped as a sponsor. Yeah, Harry Harry's dropped them as a sponsor for one or the other thing. And then now they're now they're making children's shows. You know, like they are in their own Harry's mind, or Daily Wire. Daily Wire. Daily oh. Wire is making their own children's show now. Really, children's shows. Yeah, I didn't hear this. Yeah, yeah, this is like the last couple of days. I know they, but I mean, they've been starting their movies, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, their whole media Yeah, house. they've got a couple of movies in the works, that kind of thing, and then now it's on to children's shows, right? I some mean, people will support Disney it. Disney is feeding them some great stars. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. All the rejects mm-hmm. are just going to them. It's like, all right, you lost them, so they're going to take advantage of that. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see the dynamics between the mainstream media and, and the non-mainstream. It's interesting to see... The, the cultural shift, it's interesting to see how people react to it. And I, and I think your question still remains, though, will they ever go out of business? And I, I don't think that they will. I think that there will always be someone to cater to that culture, that cultural counterpoint, hmm. as it were. So. But those big powerhouse businesses mm-hmm. that they, they are very fluid with the trends. Sure. They just go with the flow, and that's how they've just become these, these monster companies, corporations that still exist and thrive and then it kind of leaves the other businesses to i don't know how can they increase how can they be maintain success for how long you know so an excellent point to that would be the uh, blackrock esg codes or esg rating right um so this is really deep in the weeds right so each each um company or large corporation right gets an esg code or an i want to make sure i've i'm I've never heard of Sustainability, culture. How did you come across this? No, we're not going to talk about it. We gotta, we gotta jump out of here. That's 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 way too down in the rabbit hole. A little bit, yeah. Maybe we can devote another podcast to that if people are that interested. uh Maybe we'll come. We'll we'll circle Mm -hmm. back. We'll circle back. Comprehensive. Yep. Uh huh. It is ESG. And just to let people know, Uh uh, of the two of us, uh, I am actually a small business owner. Um, I actually own my own media business, which is in part how we're able to get this podcast together. So um, I definitely come from a perspective of, you know, an aspiring, growing small business. He takes excellent photography. 
Uh, that's my that's my plug. That's the pl- that's the plug. We don't even give the name of the company. Do, do you want me to give the name? I can no, do it. No, no. <clears throat> There's no sponsors yet. No sponsors yet. Yeah. Sponsored when we do have by... sponsors, I want people to know for oh, they're definitely doing sponsors. Sponsored and I think by... as we upload uh, some of these to like on Anchor or a different program, mm-hmm. they'll give us actual uh, plugs to actually say during our podcast, and they'll pay like fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. you know, per episode or how often they give them to us. I think they're called oh like gosh. CPMs or something. Fifteen dollars would be amazing. Please donate. <clears throat> yeah, please donate. <laughs> please follow, like, and subscribe. Smash like that like button. button. Smash it. <laughs> okay, uh, we have enough time for one more topic. Let's do it. <clears throat> What's the best movie in twenty twenty two so far? I was going to say Dune, but was that this year? No, it wasn't. Oh, man. Was I, that I last year? It might have been last well, year. Well, I, I guess it, if it I won its it was, Oscar yeah. for last year's Oscar. Probably. Then, okay. Yeah. Man, Dune was so good. All right, I movie guy. Jeez. Cannot wait for part two. Media man. Okay, here's the thing. With all this, the stuff coming out and all the stuff of just going to straight to streaming or exclusively at theaters, that mm-hmm. really is limiting you know, the accessibility for a lot of people to see and review these things. Like, for instance, Morbius just got into theaters. And it had so many low ratings. I was like... From the critics? Yeah, critics yeah. and audiences. They were really? all giving it such low ratings. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's that's Sony. That's that's Sony Marvel. Mm-hmm. Sony does is, is horrible with Marvel properties. And Morbius seemed a very like serious, uh, you know, Dracula but superhero kind of thing. I don't know why they're taking these, these side villains and trying to create entire movies around them like venom making the bad guy good well it's the anti-hero stories that's the well the anti-hero story has been played out and i think because um, they're not exactly villains in these movies they're more so like they're they're bad people but they put them in a light where they're the ones you root for <laughs> writing with fire general consensus number one by rotten tomatoes writing with fire is the number one movie of 2022 oh, so well, far. well, with those high ratings, uh-huh. a lot of them are indie films that people don't know. They've never heard of them. Uh-huh. Actually, the one thing that came is coming out is The Northman. Northman? I actually want oh, to see that That actually you. looks really cool. Yeah. That looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a looks like a Viking movie through uh-huh. and through, and it looks Please so be, yeah. hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Patriot, it looks fantastic. Yeah, Patriot Gladiator slash two. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, of course, who wouldn't? Do you think we'll ever lose our taste for... For like visceral, violent movies, no. What what is it about violence that really speaks to to us? It's a there's a finality to it. It ends the threat, and I think in the world we live in, we deal with threats constantly in the new, evolving social patterns that we have. But what is the entertainment factor that we get from these things? Why do we enjoy seeing violence? You know, on the big screen. We enjoy feats of strength. We enjoy winning. We enjoy uh, passion. So and it's, these, it's a virtue. Yeah, uh, to some extent, It stems yes. from a virtue, okay. So it's not violence per se. It's it's the motivation mm-hmm. surrounding... the Because the violence just plays a part in yeah. a bigger story. Uh-huh. I mean, if you think about it, if the gladiator wasn't a good guy, would we like him still? Probably not as much, but, but the beauty of his story was ultimately because he loved his family. Mm-hmm. And there was that strength, there was that devotion behind all of it. Same thing with the Patriot, you know, that kind of thing. That's why those are man movies. The, the Family Man. Yeah, the Family Man. It yeah, gets I mean, you, it really man. Was, yeah. Same thing with John Wick. He mm-hmm. lost his wife, and he mm-hmm. lost his dog, and yeah, we we love his rage, but we hate to see his pain. Mm-hmm. 
Is there is there a movie you got you came across this year that you would recommend? No, actually, it's funny you say that. I would recommend a show, probably uh, Reacher. Have you seen Reacher yet? Oh, Jack Reacher on Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> funny story. First of all, the guy who plays him oh, is him. huge. Oh, he's so great. Yeah, like, he's, like great. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's jacked. Uh, I yeah, mean, this I guy is a five. tank. Yeah, he's tall and yeah. he's a tank. And I think he was from Blue Mountain High or whatever, yep. the, the TV show. Well, that was great. But I actually knew him as Aquaman uh-huh. from Smallville. Really? From the TV show, from the CW Smallville about Superman, just when you're trying to introduce this whole uh, Justice League. They brought in this guy who played Flash, and they brought in this guy who played Aquaman, and Alan Richson. the cyborg, and the guy who played Aquaman is Jack Reacher. And uh, one thing I heard that they're getting making accurate is that he doesn't talk much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, but that very... looked very interesting. I, I It's hard to invest in new shows. Because I'm still trying to, <laughs> I'm still trying to focus in on restarting Breaking Bad because I haven't finished it and I heard it's worth watching to the end because it actually the fi- the final the finale was it was uh, actually good mm-hmm. when most great shows don't end very well. It was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But it's like I it don't want wanna... it had one open ending that it closed later on with the film. But and then you had the spinoffs like yeah, Better the... Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul. I mean, you know, you take greatness and you try to replicate it, that kind of thing. So. And, and Jesse had a spinoff. Uh, was it a that was the movie? Yeah, a uh-huh. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, El Camino, El something. I don't know. It's weird. I, don't I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about <clears> it. <throat> uh-huh. Okay, well, that uh, we we've reached past the twenty minute mark. Thanks Excellent. everybody for st- staying with us. Uh, do you have any final words, Connor, to send off with our listeners? Make your mark. Make your mark. Make Even your mark. if it's Maker's Mark. Okay, that was that's a plug. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I had to do it. I just saw it right there. And uh, when something is this smooth of a whiskey, when, <laughs> you have to mention. Please sponsor us. <coughs> <laughs> Please send us send us money. We'll drink more. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Follow us for more content. Please give us some feedback on on your thoughts and anything that you want us to discuss. It has been Tim, the movie man, and Connor, the data dad. dad. Yeah, we're still working on our slogans. Connor, the data dad. (laughs) Data dad. (laughs) 